Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. I am here solo um, this week without Ben. He'll be back soon. And we are still counting down the days until the Bachelorette premiere. Today, we have Blake Hortzman, man of the hour. He is on a new Paramount Plus show. It's All Star Shore, and it is where he's met his lovely girlfriend, who a lot of us know from Love is Blind, Gianna. Blake, yes. everyone wants to know about you and Gianna. Like, you did a hard launch last last week, right? We did. We did. Yes. This time last week, we hard launched officially, which was nice. <laughs> but, but like you guys kind of joked at the fact that everybody knew you were dating. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we kept it as secret as we can, but also we didn't want to sacrifice time together in our relationship to try and keep it secret. So we did the best we could, um, you know, and then obviously when people started finding out, we kind of just played along. Like, you know, we, we, we were like, I got, I'd hide her with my shoe in pictures and like, I do come funny things like that. But it's surprising too. This is an international show. It's you know all over the world. Um, so like a lot of people didn't know we were together. You know, only like fans who already followed us kind of knew. So there's a surprising amount of people who didn't know. So when I heard about you guys both being on the show, and that's how you met. You know, because I've known this for months now, because again, mm-hmm. wasn't so much of a secret. I assumed yeah. that the Shore show or whatever show it was that you guys met on. I think we all assumed that it was because you guys went on the show that you were keeping it mm-hmm. kind of secret. Um, thought it would have to do with love. Thought it had to be a dating show. And it's not. So the short, like um, All-Star Shore is a competition show. Can you explain to everybody who hasn't been able to watch the first two? The, well, I guess it's Wednesday. So three episodes are out now. And a new episode will be continued to be released for the next eight Wednesdays, including today. Yep, that's correct. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Um, yeah, so it was not a love show. Like, and it's funny because both me and, and G, we both said that we'd never do another love show, you know? And I told myself that I was like, you know, you get asked, you know, you get asked here and there to do certain shows. And most of them, you're like, like, you know, whatever, like, you know, it's on some random streaming, you know, only YouTube or something like that. And I'm like, most of the time, you're like, no, no, no. But when this kind of got dropped to me or, you know, they reached out, I was kind of like, I still was like, no, 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 no. And then I found out it wasn't a love show. It was a competition show. And then I found out who was behind it. And I found out the budget and you know some other stars um here and there and i was like oh this might be something i'm interested in so um yeah i went on there literally not only not expecting to find anybody but i i was in my head i was like i don't want to find anybody like i don't want to be the guy on television you know who falls in love again like i didn't want that necessarily so um it was a nice surprise though to say the least um and it was this show is very different than anything that's ever been on television uh it's the first ever party competition show that's what they're calling it um so they put reality stars from all over the world um, I mean, some of these people are giant, giant, eight, nine million stars, giant or million followers, giant stars in their countries. Um, you throw us in a house and we compete for money while also obviously, you know, 
partying and drama and all that fun stuff that comes along with it. So it's, it's a very unique show and something that's never been done before. So do we see you and Gianna fall in love on the show or is that kind of something that was under wraps and you saw develop more after? So you'll, you'll see a lot of, you know, dynamic in our relationship. It's not, it's not just, you know, smooth sailing the entire time. Um, there are, you know, moments where it's like, will they, won't they kind of thing. And so you just have to tune in. Um, there are some big moments that happen on camera um, for our relationship. Um, and then obviously, obviously, you know, we've, we've been dating for a minute now. So a lot of it happens also post-show. We've been dating for seven months now. So, um, so yeah, it's a lot happens on camera though. And there's still a lot to be, to be shown on All-Star Shore with our relationship and just, just in general with the housemates and everything like that. What was the relationship like? Was it a love at first sight thing or a get to know each other for a while thing? There was definitely, I mean, I can't speak for G, uh, but for me, there was definitely some, um, obviously attraction. You know, when I first got down there, as much as people think that like, you know, paradise, I'm like this dramatic, like, you know, huge villain. I, I'm not that person, you know, I'm kind of like this, like quiet, like, you know, reserved kind of guy. And so I got down there and I was like, what in the hell have I gotten myself into? Like these giant personalities. It was absolutely crazy. Um, so G was kind of like a, I don't know, like a calming presence down there for me. And it was like, oh, somebody normal. Like that's kind of the first thing I thought was like, Oh, look, somebody normal. Um, so we kind of gravitated towards each other in that sense. And, um, obviously, you know, we have a lot in common. I mean, our first, com our co first conversation on episode two was talking about how, you know, I got dumped while proposing. Um, she got dumped at the altar. Um, you know, we both fell in love and tried to make it work and love it on TV. So we had a lot in common in that sense too, but a lot of cultural differences, which was pretty cool. You know, she's born in Venezuela. Her first language is Spanish. And so we're very different in a sense, but we have a lot of very similar, um, I don't know, histories, if you will. So it, we kind of, we kind of clicked right away. So tell me about your relationship now. I mean, like you live with Elise. How is she with the fact that you live with a girl? <laughs> yeah. So she was, you know, obviously she was like, kind of like side-eyeing that for, for a while. Uh, when I first, I told her on the show, you know, about it. And she was like, that's, that's kind of weird and everything. Um, but her and Elise are super close now. They're like BFFs and, you know, they hang out all the time and they're great. And so it worked, ended up working out. Thank God, you know, Lisa's great and she is great because that could have been a nightmare. Um, but it's great. And yeah, she, you know, she's, she doesn't live here in Denver yet. Um, and we'll see if that happens or not. You know, I, I think it will. But right now she's basically living here. Uh, she's here. I mean, I think she's only been home three weeks since the show. So, I mean, she, we basically been together since the show wrapped. Um, so it's going great. It's fantastic. You know, I'm really excited. It's, it's also really fun. I've never had this, you know, whether it be Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. I, I was always, you know, either brokenhearted or, you know, completely destroyed coming off both those shows. So I didn't have anybody to watch the show with. So this has been something cool. You know, it's kind of, we're able to like comfort each other and in our insecurities and all that while watching the show. Cause there's still a lot of anxiety and stress while being on, you know, putting yourself out there on TV. So this is something I never had before was to be able to watch the show back with somebody. So that's been really cool. So you, you're not worried week to week, like they're going to show us like this, or they're going to show us like that, or I'm afraid of what I'm going to look like as a character. Right, right. Um, not really. You know, there's obviously still some anxiety and stress just putting yourself out. Like, I know there's some episodes out here where I talk about certain things that I'm, you know, it's going to be hard. I'm going to get stressed and get, you know, hate. But thing is, is like the bullshit that happened. Like, I can't be nearly as bad as that. So it's like, it's, you know, I, I have this, this like, you know, like you have like a spectrum, right? My spectrum is swayed so far with what happened in paradise. They're like, I know it can't be that bad. So I'm kind of looking at it like, you know, throw your best at me. It's not going to be nearly as bad as paradise. So that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and for her too, you know, she's, she's got, she's 
got some things, you know, that I think are going to show and she's not going to enjoy a ton. Um, but I've got, she's got me and I've got her. So it's kind of cool to be able to lean on somebody, which I've never had before. That's so, that so really nice. nice. So, I mean, yeah. based on Instagram and what you're saying, I feel like you guys are both so, so happy and feeling really secure in this relationship. Um, when was the last time you felt this with a girlfriend? I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, year, long, long, long time. And I, this is by far the most confident I've ever been in a relationship for sure. Um, so, you know, and even like, you know, these relationships on TV, obviously things do change in, in, you know, I've never, I've never dated publicly. Yeah. So it was like a huge, I was more, honestly, I was more stressed to go public with G than I was for the show to air just because I didn't know what to expect. She's dated in public. I haven't. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, the, the pressures that come with a public relationship. I mean, you, you know what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I've never had to deal with. So I was honestly more nervous for that. Um, but she's been great, you know, and it's all been great. I can't believe the support, you know, I thought there'd be a little bit of like hate or, you know, whatever, and we haven't gotten any. So it's, it's been, it's been incredible. And thank you to, you know, all the people that watch the show and everything for the support. It's been remarkable and something I didn't expect. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been nice. And like I said, it's the, it's the most confident I've ever been in a relationship, which I did not think I'd find love in a shore show. I'll tell you that I did not <laughs> think I'd find love on a shore show, but here I am. So, well, uh, okay. So bachelor in paradise, obviously you had the rep for being like mm -hmm. a little bit of a playboy. Um, and even though like, I do feel like there was so much packed in there that we don't want to revisit again. You definitely have, mm -hmm. let's just say, enjoyed being single since being on The Bachelorette. So mm -hmm. how does it feel going from that life where you're like at events and girls are just fawning all over you to now being in a serious relationship? Yeah, I mean, it is different. Um, I would say, listen, yeah, I mean, being single after The Bachelorette is a lot. I mean, you could ask, tell anybody, any contestant that, you know what I mean? Every... every Male, except for maybe Ben, every male Higgins I've ever, or every male contestant I've ever heard and female, they have their fun and they go out and they enjoy the spotlight and they enjoy the, the attention. And it's, you know, you get opportunities that you never thought you'd have. You meet people you never thought you would. Um, and so, yeah, I enjoyed that for, I mean, basically almost three years, you know what I mean? Coming up on four. And so um, it was going up on four. So it was like, I've done the whole thing. I've done all that. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm ready. I had been ready to settle down for a minute, you know, and it's not like people think that like, Oh, you're enjoying being single. That means you can't enjoy being in a relationship, but that's not the case. You can enjoy both. Mm -hmm. Like you can enjoy being single and having your freedom and independence and then enjoy being in a relationship too. Now there was a bit of a change. You know what I mean? I, I hadn't lived with anybody, um, a girlfriend. I mean, I once in like right out of college. So like I hadn't lived with a girl in a long time. So that was, that was a lot. I sharing my closet, sharing the drawers, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's been fantastic. You know, and she comes along with me to most of my events now, my, my um, DJ sets and things like that. And, the cool thing about G and it's funny because I never watched love is blind. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what she was like on the show. And I know, I think a lot of people think she's like, you know, like, Oh, she says it. She's loco. Like I think people think she's <laughs> crazy. But like she's one of the most secure women I've ever dated. I mean, she sees, you know, the fawning and the thing, the women that show up at my shows and what they do and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of like, she trusts me. We trust each other. And it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, she's completely secure. And I, I definitely think I need a date with the industry I'm in and, and my DJing and stuff. I think I need to date a very secure yeah. woman. And she's been, that. yeah, she's been that. So yeah. it's really nice. And, she, and the cool thing is, is like, she, she was crazy and you'll see it, you know, as we go on on the show is she is like, into music a lot, just like me. And she like wanted to be a DJ. Like she literally has a, a controller at home. Like she wanted a DJ. So 
it was kind of that clicked with us and she was like oh my god that's so cool you like go travel around do you know these huge festivals and everything so she enjoys the travel and and the festivals just as much as me so that's really cool and exciting oh, that's great that's also yeah. totally necessary yeah. for mm -hmm. the lifestyle that you leave with that with that job yeah exactly how you touched on this earlier how like the fandom has been so happy for you is it cool that you get like double dose the fans from love is blind and the fans from the bachelor yeah you know i didn't so obviously i know that love is blind was wildly popular especially yes, season one because it was during quarantine yeah it was wildly popular but i remember i didn't watch it so i didn't know g when i got down to the beach uh i you know i i actually i didn't know her at all in our first conversation they didn't really show too much of it but we talked about I was like, oh, you're on Love is Blind. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that show. And I was like, that was, that was pretty big, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was the fandom is pretty crazy. And I was like, really? And I just casually was like, like, and we all talked about this, you know how it is. But I was like, like, what, what does your Instagram look like? And she's like, two million. And I was like, oh, so like the fans are crazy. Like one season. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So when, yeah. So when, they, when anticipating, you know, going public and everything, like I said, I was very nervous because um, I know how loyal, I mean, I know how crazy Bashanation fans can be. So I was like, oh my God, what is Love is Blind fans like? Um, but it, it's been it's been phenomenal and the support has been great, like I said. And it's really cool to see she has like, like her second biggest following is Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's her second city. Mm. So like seeing, yeah. Because so that's worldwide that, too, because people are watching it exactly. everywhere on Netflix. Yeah. Yep, yep. So she's huge in Brazil. And when we went, uh, we went together to Italy and Barcelona, she was like, we'd walk down the street and people in Barcelona would go nuts. So it was a very interesting like thing to see. Now my following has started to reflect that as well. And some of the, my comments are in Spanish, you know, and I have to ask her what it means. And some of my DMs are in Spanish. So it's been really cool and it's opened up um, kind of, I don't know, I guess, you know, a new lens for me to see through. And like, it's really cool to see all these things. Like we're, we're donating clothes to Venezuela, you know, and things like that. We're like doing things that I normally wouldn't do, you know? So um, it's been a, it's been really cool. And all the, Love is Blind fans have been amazing and Netflix fans have been incredible. So shout out to them too. That's so great. I love to hear that. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Blake about the upcoming Bachelorette season and how he feels this show that he just filmed was different than his time on the Bachelor franchise. Be right back. <laughs> what keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! 
Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Blake. So burning question of mine is now you've been on two reality shows. You've been like a character on two reality shows. This is not like you just made an appearance. How did you feel production was different between the two? Yeah. So great question. I, I do get asked this quite a bit and this is, I've talked a little about it a little bit here and there, but one of the coolest things I actually didn't know this when I first signed up for all-star short, but competition shows they are, it's literally against the law to manipulate contestants. Uh, there was a case. Yeah. It's like survivor yeah. and amazing race and all that. What do you mean? It's In, against the law. A, yeah. Anytime there's a cash prize. Um, there was actually a case in the seventies that went all the way to the Supreme court of producers favoring a contestant and manipulating. So that contestant would win. Um, and so they won. And so now they literally, it's in the contract and we, we, you know, how it is in batch two, you sit down that first night after everybody's in juice and you go through rules, blah, 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 all that. There was a contract and it was like, we literally cannot, like, I only had put it this way. I only had like three ITMs where a producer was interviewing me. Otherwise it was all confessional. Really? Yeah. Like you sit in the confessional by yourself and you just say what's happening. Yep. I say what's happening. Say what's on my mind. There's no prompted questions. There's no them steering you into a certain direction. So I literally sat down. I was shocked. You know, for me coming from Bachelor, where you have an ITM three times a day, this was shocking to me. So it was very hard for me at first to get into that because I didn't, I'd never done a confessional before. So you know, there were times I'd come out and they'd be like, we need more, go back in. Like, you can't just say, yeah, it's, uh, it's sunny out and the sky's blue. Like, we need more from you. So that took me a little while. Um, and I would narrate a lot. Like, I'd be like, I woke up this morning, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we need like sound bites. You know what I Isn't mean? It so weird talking to yourself. Very, yes, very weird. And just looking at a camera, you know, you just look at a camera and talk to yourself. But in that sense, they cannot steer situations, conversations. So they're not, you know what I'm, I, and I hate the word manipulate because, but like, they're not able to kind of steer the outcome of steer. They, the I certain, like that word. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they're not able to steer outcomes that they want to see. Like the bachelor bachelorette will steer a fight, you know, steer you into a fight was steer you into, you know, into proposing to steer you into whatever. So in that sense, it was such a breath of fresh air, such a breath of fresh air compared to Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette. So now, did you know this going into it with the contract? You no, I had no idea. What I, I was no going to say, you having your yeah. experience on Bachelor in Paradise and how honestly traumatic it was for you, mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. would have been something that encouraged you to do this show. The fact that there was absolutely no puppeteers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Puppeteer is a good word for it. No, I didn't know it to that extent. Now I knew this was a competition show. So if one thing, you know, if I, if I lose the money because of manipulation, you know, whatever, but it, you know, it's not my heart on the line, you know what I mean? It's not my life on the line. Oh, how so, romantic. Like, he puts his heart above money. 
<laughs> yeah. So that, so I was like signed up anyway, but then that day one, when I read that in the, in the, like con the second contract we signed and everything, I was like, Oh, this is going to be fantastic. And the, my walls came down instantly. So I was like, Oh, this is so great. So that was very refreshing and very something new. And I, like I said, I, it went all the way to the Supreme court. Like it literally is against the law. Like you can get sued if you manipulate a competition show. So yeah. Wow. That's so, yeah. so interesting. And I think that's something that pretty much 99.9% .9 of the people listening to this are not going to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, See, yeah, I've always found like, OK, so I've been part of reality shows like as a guest, right? Like a little like a friend. I come in as a friend. Right, I was right. on Million Dollar Matchmaker. And my experience on those shows were that it's like soft scripted. It is so, so fake might be going overboard, but like pretty freaking fake feeling. Yeah. And then, oh. so when people say like on The Bachelor, are you basically just like reading a script? Is this all planned out? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is like the most authentic reality show when it comes to reality shows. I have like, in comparison to my other experiences, like The Bachelor is, you're just living your life. And that's interesting. That's why I want to know, like for, for you, like you felt like this was just totally even beyond bachelor level. Like you just were really, really living life without, yeah. I, I guess you kind of already answered the question, but that's yeah, but, really but another, yeah. Another to kind of talk about this too. So the weird, crazy part is obviously between bachelor and bachelorette and paradise and like that, that world is, these are people, you know, you had never been on a reality TV show until you went on The Bachelor. I had never been on a reality TV show. I went on The Bachelorette. Yeah. So we needed a little bit of steering and a little bit of coaxing. All-Star Shore, we're all professional. Yeah. I was the least professional all like reality talk. Some of these people, one guy had been on 36 different shows as a character. What? They are professional reality TV people. So to be honest, don't need a lot of coaching. Don't need a lot of steering. They know what they're there for. They're there to make good TV and they're going to do it. So in that sense... We don't, you know, they don't need a script. Like they know what to do. So yeah, like with me and G, this is only, I mean, technically third show, right? And this was G's technically third show. Everybody else had multiple double digits pretty much, except for maybe one, I think. Yeah. So these are like people who have been around, like they know what to do on reality TV. Did you find yourself honored to be amongst these all-star reality stars? Yes, like very much so. And I remember when I first got the call, I was like, oh, this sounds fun. You know, it sounds really cool. But like, why do they want me? <laughs> I kind of went through that. I had a little bit of a, um, whatever the syndrome, whatever syndrome that is, the imposter syndrome, you know, multiple times went through imposter syndrome. Like, I wonder why they wanted me for this, you know? And it was like, but you know, I think I figured it out and you'll watch as you watch the show. And it wasn't for me to fall in love. I don't think that. Um, and as you watch the show, I think I'll figure out, you'll figure out kind of where, what they had in mind for me and what they, why they wanted a character like me. But yeah, being down there with some legit like legends in the reality TV world. I mean, Angelina is one I've been watching on TV for 15 years. So yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And there were times where I was like, man, life is crazy. Like I'm here with these people who are like, yeah, stars in their own sense, all stars. And I'm, you know, I just happened, you know, have, I think the only reason I even got like, screen time in paradise because of stagecoach otherwise i don't think i would have had screen time so oh, i think um, you would have i don't know so yeah it was it was a really cool and i i, I you know I, i'm so thankful for the opportunity shout out to, to paramount plus and on you know everybody involved in that because it was uh it was a really cool experience you mentioned angelina from jersey shore <laughs> and i thought when i heard the title all-star shore 
that it was a spinoff of Jersey Shore, especially since it's on Paramount Plus and the Paramount MTV family. No relation? So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a relation. There are, so the thing is, is I didn't know this either. There are shore shows all over the world. There's Jersey Shore, there's Acapulco Shore, and there's Geordie Shore. So England, uh, Mexico, and then obviously the U.S. So uh, I didn't know this. Um, and so half the half of, everybody thinks it's like, it's a bunch of shore people and then Blake and G. That's not the case. It's half shore, half other shows. Um, so seven were shore people from different shores all over the world. And then seven were from Netflix, ABC, CBS, you know, all kinds of different networks and shows. So um, it definitely is a short show. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not a short show. Like at night, it's a, it's a short show. It's crazy. Like, you, you know guys what I mean? like go to the club, you GTO? GTL? 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 It's not a girl. But like, yes, obviously this was kind of during COVID. So like we were still a little iffy on going to clubs and things like that. But we had a club in the house. Like they let me DJ a couple of times. You know what I mean? Like really? Yeah. We had a club in the house. We're talking like smoke machines and lights and like, yeah, craziness. So yes, it's, it's a shore house. At the end of the day, it is a shore house. And the cool thing is like, I remember growing up watching the shore, you know what I mean? Like Thursday nights, me and my yeah. college roommates would sit down and watch the shore. And now I'm part of that family. That's really I'm cool. Part of the shore family. So it's a pretty cool moment. It's really cool. Very, very cool. Did anybody else fall in love along the way? <laughs> uh, you're going to have to tune in. I will say we are not the only relationship. Um, there are some really... There's some really cool people on there. I want to say first say this. Like, I think America especially is going to fall in love because we don't really watch too much overseas, you know, reality TV where they do watch a lot of Uh American reality TV. So I think Americans are going to fall in love with some of these characters, with some of these contestants. They are phenomenal people and hilarious. Like we think like people on The Bachelor, whatever, you know, are funny. No, no, no. These are another level of funny and just like don't give a like just have a good time and have fun and don't care what the world thinks and they're going to be themselves and don't care about Twitter and Instagram and you know, they're just going to be themselves and people love that. So I think there's going to be a lot of that. And I think there's going to be some couples that people fall in love with and are rooting for uh, throughout the series. Um, so tune in. Um, there's still a lot, a lot to be shown and a lot to happen. So, uh, so yeah. Very cool. It's, it's I will uh, yeah. be making sure that my Paramount plus app is activated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. So this episode of Almost Famous is part of our countdown to The Bachelorette premiere just days away. So after this break, I want to talk to you all about these two bachelorettes. Be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. 
The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blake, even though you've had under a, a complicated relationship with the Bachelor franchise, <laughs> you still are quite supportive. You talk about them a lot on your podcast. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that this Bachelorette season is going to unfold? So I'm actually, for the first time ever, in my opinion, I am wildly unspoiled. Like, I do not know anything about this. this. Now, Paradise, I've heard some things. But Bachelorette, I really haven't heard much. So I'm excited to watch it just because I'm unspoiled completely. Like, I have no idea who the Final Four is. I don't even know who gets first pressure or nothing. So I'm excited in that sense. And the double Bachelorette thing is obviously intriguing. Uh, I think, you know, it's unique, never been done before. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they're going to just film it in, in general. You know what I mean? Because one of the things people always complain about, right, is like, we don't get enough love story. We don't get enough, like, too much drama we won't love. Well, now we have two bachelorettes. Well, how are we ever going to see their love stories unfold? So in that, in that sense, it's going to be interesting to see how they just edit it in general. You know what I mean? Are they going to edit? There's probably so much drama. But then how do they edit the drama in and two love stories? You know what I mean? So that's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that. But I'm excited for it. I, I think this might be, you know, obviously... Like it's no secret Bachelor and Bachelorette have been struggling and Paradise has been struggling for years. Um, so this might be the spark. It only, I honestly truly think that it only takes one season because if you watch one season, then you get invested into the next lead you get invested into the next. So that, and that's the brilliant uh, brilliance of this show and this genius of it. So this could be the spark that, that the Bachelorette and Bachelor need to kind of start turn around, you know, ratings and turn around um, engagement with the show. So there's a lot of potential, I think in the next season. And I'm, I, I really like both Rachel and Gabby as leads. And I think they're different enough. I think they're just different enough for this to actually work. Cause if they were too similar, I think it'd be a nightmare. So I'm excited. And I think it's going to be a great season. You and Gabby, both from Colorado, both live mm-hmm. in Denver. Have mm-hmm. you ever crossed paths? Yeah. Yeah. We know each other. She was actually a, so a really good friend of mine from college. She was I think roommates. Yeah. She was roommates at the time. Uh, when we first hang out, we hung out for a couple of weeks and everything, nothing serious. Um, but she's always, I, and I said this multiple times, she is life of the party prankster jokester. She's always been that way since I've known her, which was gosh, I don't even know, seven, eight years ago. So it's been a minute since I, you know, I've, maybe she's changed. I have no idea, but, um, she, uh, she's going to make a great bachelorette. And I think she's going to make great TV. 
Um, and I said, even from day one, I was like, I think I would not be surprised if she's a bachelorette. So I'm excited to watch her and um, represent CO, baby. Represents Colorado. There's a <laughs> lot of us in Bachelor Nation. It's kind of crazy, actually. There's so much. It's a bachelor hub. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and like <laughs> leads and like big characters. It's kind of crazy to see. Yeah. Yeah. Do you worry about Gabby perhaps overshadowing Rachel? She just seems to be the favorite, not just with the numbers reflected on social media, but just the fact that she's funny. It seemed like everybody was rooting for her to be the lead. I just feel like it might be detrimental to Rachel's, I don't want to call it her ego, but like it's got to be kind of hard to be in the shadow of Gabby. Uh, see, so see, I actually think the opposite. <laughs> I'm gonna really? go out there. Yes, I do. I think, I think Rachel. So everybody, listen. We all watch these shows, you know, and like, of course, we do enjoy the drama and we do enjoy all that. But we, I personally, anyway, really do watch this show for the love story. I love the finale and the proposal and the love. I just love it. And I think that's what propels quote unquote stardom, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's like Z list, like stardom for these people. So I think the love story is going to be Rachel. And I think, I don't, I don't know if drama is the right word, but I think a lot more of the, the other stuff is going to be Gabby. And so I think Rachel's actually going to get more of a love story. Um, she seems to be a little bit more, you know, hard on the sleeve kind of woman um, where I think Gabby is going to a little more lighthearted. Like I didn't even know Gabby was into Clayton until the very end. I felt like she, they were just friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's just the way I felt. And so I actually think Rachel's going to have a, a going to be a bigger star than people think. And I think, I don't think there's any shadow, um, that Rachel's going to find herself in. Oh, well, I love that prediction. Yeah. Well, on that note, my final question to you is more about bachelor macro. When was the last time an engagement really got you in the heart, got you a little emotional? <laughs> so God, that's a good question. So I didn't get to watch, um, Michelle, season because i was filming so i didn't get to see any of that honestly i would say it was probably um it was probably tasha and zach yep i think tasha here. and zach was the last same one that yeah here. that really got me yeah, yeah. Got me too. it really yeah and i watched that because i watched that season because it was quarantine right so i watched that season like every moment of that season leading up and i was so excited and i lived you know, I for tasha bachelor nights yeah yeah so i and i knew tasha personally obviously and yeah zach seemed, you know seems yeah. like such a good guy so i think that was the last one that really i mean i, was, I remember tearing up like i really got me yeah, yeah. so yeah that was the last one that's what i was kind of waiting for you to say yeah i'm just hoping <laughs> to get another proposal like that and then hopefully a relationship that'll last i was just gonna say now unfortunately <laughs> we haven't had one last in a long time so uh, we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. Well, Blake, thank you so, so much for joining me. You guys can catch him DJing throughout the country. Do you have tour dates out Absolutely. there? Oh, I do. Um, check out my website at blakehorseman.com. I got tour dates out there. I got some huge festivals coming up in Canada, um, Nashville, uh, Austin, San Diego, Tampa Bay. I got some big things coming. So He's also the host of the Behind the Rose podcast, which is, isn't just about Bachelor. And he's now a star with all the reality star, star, stars on the all-star shore on Paramount+. Plus. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, bye. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, 
pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.